Welcome to the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, discuss the Christian metal scene and music, and help promote lesser-known bands. I'm Zachariah. And I'm Hunter. And we are your hosts. Today's scripture comes from John 15, and it's verses 4 through 11, and it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. All right, welcome to another War is Everything podcast. We, uh, yeah, we're still getting new people on, which is good, because the underground scene is full of people that uh, <laughs> we have yet to meet, which is fantastic. Honestly, it's cool to meet so many new bands and just new people all the time. And uh, people that you tend to be friends with and then don't talk to for, I don't know, however many months. And then you message him one day and you're like, or in this case, where you friend him just to message him. <laughs> so we have Cody, uh, one of the, the members of Context, on with us this week. So welcome, Cody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. We, uh, we all wanted to be here, but, you know, just God's providence, it only happened to be me. So grateful okay. to be here, guys. I mean, if if that's God's providence, that's all we need for this one, right? So, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, it's you and then who else is in the band? Uh, so my brother James is our vocalist. And then uh, one of our good friends, Kyle, um, is our other guitar player. So right now we're just rocking a three-piece. We kind of backtrack everything else. So Kyle and I play guitar and James does vocals. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, it works. I've I've seen bands play live that, you know, they don't have a drummer. We Are Victory comes to mind right away because for like six months they were out on the road playing without a drummer. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we never intended to play out and then we just started getting asked to play shows. So we're like, how do we do this? <laughs> uh, and we went through a lot of like rigging of systems and uh, a lot of just like everything we do is in ears, which is really weird. Everything's on a click. Uh, it's all it's all really weird. Um, and we're hoping to maybe get a drummer. We got a friend who might jump in on a, a couple of shows we're doing in uh, July. So that'll be nice. Awesome. Are you? Is yeah. it all uh, East Coast where you are? Is that where you're playing the shows? Actually, no. So um, I don't know if I can actually talk about this, but we got asked oh, to play a. Uh, a festival in Illinois, I think. Oh. Um, super random. They asked us to play it uh, 2021, and that was when we are like, ah, we don't really think we're playing shows. Sure. We're like a recording band. And then we got asked to play like three, and uh, one of them was to play with Disciple. And um, so we're like, I guess we have to do that one. Because uh, <laughs> it, it was like it was 30 minutes from where we live. And um, so we live in West Virginia and it was like 30 minutes from that. We're like disciples coming to town. We might as well do it. 
So, um, but yeah, then we got asked to play this weird festival in um, Illinois. And then they asked us back this year, even though we didn't do it last year. So, hmm. yeah, we're going to try to make it work. I'm I'm unfamiliar with any Illinois festivals, and I'd, I've definitely scoured the uh, the deepest parts of the underground metal scene. But that's all right. Maybe if it's close <laughs> enough, we can uh, we can catch up because we're just what we're two about, and a half hours. We're about three hours from Chicago. Yeah, so not so. not okay. far. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can say it. I'll I'll tell you guys, and if there's any That's problems, right. you can blimp it out later. Uh, it's uh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't. Yeah. That's is so, that strictly Christian? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I had okay. never heard about it. Maybe that's they, why. Because uh, I'm thinking it's a Christian festival. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. It, I was just curious. It, it, yeah, it was just really weird because they uh, they messaged me just like you did and said, hey, we got this <laughs> slot and we want you guys to play it. And uh, we we're like, uh, that's nine hours away from where we're at, 10 <laughs> hours away from. And uh, Kyle was about to get married uh, two weeks oh, wow. after that festival. So we're like, let's not do anything too stressful. Um, and deal. then, yeah, so we turned <laughs> that down and uh, then got asked to play with Disciple and we're like, this is weird. This is so weird. So we've just been um, kind of coasting, taking a break after we released Kingdoms, let him get into the groove of being married. Um, my brother James uh, just finished seminary. I'm also in seminary. So, And James and I are, are both parents. He's got a, a three-year-old son. I've got an almost two-year-old daughter. So we're pretty busy, you know, pretty busy. I, I know how that feels. I'm not in seminary, but uh, I'm on staff at a church, and I've got a nine, a six, a three, and a five-and-a-half-month-old or something. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely busy enough. Yeah. I yeah, work a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you and your brother, you said, are both – well, he just finished seminary, but you're still finishing up. Are you guys – did you go to the same seminary? Yeah, so we're uh, we're going to Grimke Seminary in Richmond, Virginia. Um, it's through the Acts Twenty Nine Church Planning Network. Um, just opened up a couple of years ago, so he was in that inaugural first class of graduation, and hopefully, I'll graduate in the fall. So uh, it's been truly amazing to to be a part of it. Um, it's like a it reminds me of Spurgeon's uh, Pastors College. It's just mm-hmm. pastors training pastors to you know, faithfully serve the church. So um, him and I aren't pastors, but we're also, you know, on that track at our church and um, serve very diligently all the time uh, to try to, you know, one day be called to that ministry. So so what's what's been the, the more difficult calling so far, the band or the pastoral side of things? Definitely the pastoral side of things. Um, yeah. Uh, even though, so, um, we're not, we're not, uh, pastors yet, but, uh, we're, so we're training, we're in this program at our church and, um, you know, I, I lead a community group. He's the community groups coordinator at our church. So he oversees all the training for the leaders. Um, so, you know, that's kind of pastoral in and of itself, just taking care of people, teaching, leading people every week. 
Um, and we, I just started a community group about 40 minutes away from our church because we live about 40 minutes away. And there was a, you know, an increasing number of people in our area who started going to our church. So um, leading that through COVID, you know, is a real crazy time and um, caring for people. We've had, you know, people with just uh, horrible things happen within the first, you know, first couple of months of being a community group. Um, you know, I've, I've gone to the hospital, you know, I've been at bedside manner kind of stuff. It's definitely way more intense than being in a metal band, <laughs> uh, especially because uh, the way we, we think about context is, you know, it's a, it's a hobby. It's something we do for fun. Um, if we have time, it's something we get to do. Uh, but Kyle's, um, he, he's on the worship band at his church, serves every week, does tech stuff, um, just got married. So he's pretty busy. Um, you know, we're, we're busy all the time with what we do, have families, you know, so definitely the pastoral side of things. I just, I had to ask that because I know that a lot of the times, uh, people who haven't witnessed it from that side of things, they don't understand. And I mean, yeah, you can say, oh yeah, being a pastor is really difficult. Like, but once you really know all that's behind going to seminary and, right. you know, all the study and, and stuff that they, they have you learn because there's so much that you encounter in this world and yeah, out on the road, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's a different kind of difficult though. But uh, right. when you have a congregation that you have to care for week after week, and those are families that, uh, I, I hate the phrase do life with, but you know what I mean, where you, right. you live side by yeah. side, these people in, in the fellowship of, of what the, the community is. It's a, a very different machine. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Especially when you realize that everyone's a sinner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. What? Yeah. Like, wait a moment. <laughs> I didn't yeah, mean to interrupt you. No. So I was going to say, I know I've heard statistics that like 80% of people who are pastors don't retire as pastors because it's just so draining, you know? Right. It's, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm hoping to to hopefully one day retire as a pastor, but I have to get there first. So, uh, yeah, wait, right wait to encourage him there, Zachariah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be in the twenty percent. Oh, okay. I okay. believe in you. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, no, I mean ministry is hard. It doesn't matter what. I mean, and you're you're doubling down, and I I feel that. And even Zachariah was on a lot of his worship teams for quite a while. Um, so doubling down in ministry where you're part of a band that does ministry in the Christian metal scene, as well as, you know, either serving or working at a church, right. it's, it's a burden that not many can take on. And I don't say that in a, like, look at us kind of thing. It's just more of right. a man, pray for us because we need it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So concerning your... Your involvement in context, what what did that look like starting up? Was it you and your brother that just decided, hey, this is a, an idea and it got moving? Or who was the first one to? Um, so he and I were in a, a band uh, prior to context. Um, we So we thought we were a Christian band. Um, no one was Christian except for him. Um, and then uh, that band broke up after we had just released our album um 
just did like a, a little mini summer tour, uh, started working with, um, started talking to management from a, with a manager of a popular band. Uh, the Lord decided we didn't need to do that. Um, so that band broke up and um, it was about a year and a half, uh, two years maybe between that and getting context going. We tried a couple of different things. Um, we had a project named Gatsby, which actually kind of like flowed into being context, um, put out a demo called the As Bold As Lions demo. Um, we're kind of like reworking those songs a little bit, um, throwing one of them into our live rig or our live set. Um, so we might might try to redo that demo a little bit, but I don't know. Um, and then, so that was 2013, that band broke up. 2014 through 2015-ish, we were trying to do this thing called Gatsby, which was just hardcore. Um, and then we met Kyle, um, actually because he was on a disciple forum with our pastor and they were talking and uh, my pastor's like, hey, you're in, you're in Morgantown, West Virginia. You should go see this band Disciple with me. And uh, so he got plugged into our church that way. And we met him. Our pastor's like, hey, we met this guy. Uh, you should you should try to get him in your band that's not doing anything. And um, so we tried him out. He's like, this guy's really good. And uh, he's the only one who's playing anything like what we want to do. So from about 2015 to 2017, we started doing like rough demos of stuff, um, tried a different uh, uh, producers, tried recording with a couple of guys and it just didn't work out. We ended up recording like three EPs with three different guys, all sounded different. And then our guitar player, Kyle's like, I've had enough of this. I, I'm just gonna learn how to do it myself. Um, so then we recorded the, the heart journal EP. Um, he just locked himself in his room for he, like, he went away for winter break after college and was like, I'm just going to write something. And that's how we got the heart journal EP. That was 2016, I think. And then we're like, well, we don't really sound like that, um, anymore. So, um, we started like this weird, in between phase. So we did the deluxe EP and um, then started writing for kingdoms actually right after we did the heart journal EP. So um, a lot of the way we write is really collaborative, um, but Kyle's definitely done the bulk of it. Um, like I'll write parts here and there if I have time, but usually he's just had more time to sit down and, you know, go through everything like programming drums or writing guitars um, typically jam and I will record all the vocals at my house and then I will, you know, like upload them in our drop file, send them to Kyle. He'll mix them, master them, all that kind of stuff. And then we just do a lot of sending stuff back and forth because he's three hours away now. So he's in, um, uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia. We're in Grafton, West Virginia, so it's roughly three hours away. Uh, that guy probably means nothing to you guys where you're at, but <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, everything's really collaborative. Uh, we we get together, you know, once a month or uh, every couple of months, and just run through vision of where we're going, what we've got going on, 
we've got a Slack channel where we like talk about shows coming up, um, music video ideas. We've got, you know, just always standing constant communication with each other. I don't know if that answered your question. I just kind of rambled. Yeah. No, for that's a right. I don't even remember what the question was. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. Wasn't honestly. it like, what's your name or something like that? No, no, no. <laughs> like that. no that, that's all right. I mean, all of this is really just for those who are listening. Yeah, I, our listeners so. hear us talk enough. You yeah. can <laughs> you can talk all you want. They're, they're probably sick of hearing our voices. Yeah, they're happy to hear literally anybody <laughs> talk about anything. So we're fine with it. It doesn't really matter to us. <laughs> You could have talked about all the cities in between you guys, and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> so, for somebody, it would have been like, oh, yeah, I've been to that one once. So Exactly. That really backwoods place in West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I've been in West Virginia once in my life, and it was drive. I, I have family on my dad's side in Virginia. Okay. And um, my dad and I drove down there after my great aunt passed away to help clean out the the house and stuff and we stopped in a gas station like up in the mountains of west virginia and i'm not kidding they had like that tv hillbilly accent oh Jeez. no you know oh it, no i i'm like i didn't know people actually talk like this but it was like way out in the middle of nowhere yeah that's yeah. bad it was it was it was one of those like moments where i'm like i didn't think people actually spoke like that <laughs> you know but Apparently no, they do yeah. up in the mountains. <laughs> West Virginia is really weird, uh, especially because like you have exactly what you were just talking about, like in the lower part of the state and the northern part of the state, which is like closer to Pittsburgh and Baltimore and all that stuff. is completely different. Um, so I live about two hours away from Pittsburgh um, mm-hmm. and it, it's completely different uh, than what you just described. But I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> See, that's not quite the extreme, but here in Wisconsin, I always say there's there's a very fine or distinct difference between the people in the cities and the people out in countries in, out yep. in the country because we've got a ton of farmers. Like it, far, Wisconsin is a, a dairy farm state. Like that's what we do here, and so you've got the rednecks out, yep. that live out in the middle of nowhere. But then the people that live in the cities that are just completely different. And it's weird that rap and country dominate <laughs> this state. Those two genres <laughs> dominate this state. And it's I like, believe it. You'd think that those wouldn't mesh and wouldn't be the two biggest genres in the state, but somehow it is and no one cares about metal. <laughs> yeah, so I you're you're it. talking about the like they just asked us to play with Disciple and we're over here like where are the shows at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like we we have to travel. What was it? We traveled two hours just to go see Disciple late yeah. last year. So it yeah, just and that wasn't even in like a weird city in Wisconsin. That was in well near Madison, which is one of our our main hubs of just right, where people right. live. So it was one of those like, okay, well that's two hours away, but we're gonna go anyway. And that was to see them, not even to play. Like, right. All right. <laughs> so that that whole thing with disciple was weird. It was it was so strange. It was put on by a church. And disciple was there. Seventh day slumber was there. Like all those like big old guys, you know. Uh, they, <laughs> wow. They, 
They're, I mean, they're, I'm 26 years old, so they're... Uh, so uh, are yeah, so. uh, You guys are old. I'm 25. I don't turn 26 <laughs> till July. <laughs> no, that's okay. We just, we know some of the people within those bands, so it was just yeah. one of those like, wow. They're, they're regular the- listeners, and you're going to get no. blackballed no, in not. the metal community no. now. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. no, it's not that bad, but it's it's <laughs> funny because obviously they're still doing, they're all still doing stuff. Kind right. of, I guess. I mean, Disciple, it's been a little bit now. But they always like to release the deluxe edition and then just postpone another three years. So. Right, right. Which is what we did, too. So It happens. I mean, you got to do what you got to do with the content you have. But uh, Exactly. So with you and your brother in the the seminary lanes of things, uh, where you said your uh, your other guitarist plays at his church a lot and does tech stuff and all that. As far as, I guess, you know, I don't want to say that people who don't devote that kind of time are less serious, but in, in that sense, like how, how serious is he, like what's his been, what's been his background in the church concerning all that? Yeah. Um, so he, he grew up in the church. Um, his, his parents were Christian, his whole family was Christian, which was not the environment that my brother and I were in, um, He, so he, I mean, um, he he would definitely tell his story better, but, uh, he grew up in the church. Um, it's really funny. He grew up around country and bluegrass and, um, in the hills of West Virginia. And, uh, he was playing on a church as soon as he's, or a worship team, as soon as he could, you know, play the guitar. Um, and then when he went to college, he actually, um, you know, kind of wrestled with, uh, is this my faith or is this my parents' faith? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he, he met us and um, we started talking like doctrine and like, why do you believe what you believe? And, um, you know, everything like that. And um, he's just become like one of the most solid dudes I've, I've known. Um, and, you know, he's, he's one of the sharpest dudes theologically I know. Um, and he's, he's one of the most humble dudes I know too. If he, if he was on this call right now, he'd just be like straight faced. I don't know what to say right now. Uh, he's like, you're embarrassing me, but he's not here right now. So, um, but he can listen to this later and hear all exactly. the comments. So. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, he, I mean, he's super, um, he loves the Lord and, um, everything he does, he wants to glorify the Lord too. So, um, which is what makes context work. Uh, you know, it'd be one thing if um, we're trying to have a band and, you know, just kind of get whoever could play really well. Um, but we we want to be a band that loves the Lord uh, together. Um, so anytime we get together, we, you know, have Bible studies. Uh, we talk about life before we talk about the band. We talk about um, struggles with sin. How how can we be praying for each other? You know, how's your marriage? How, how's your your time with your kids? Uh, you know, all that stuff. We're you know we're friends and we're we're brothers and we're brothers in Christ before we're we're even a band, uh, which is why context works. You know, um, and, and it's just so because uh, I've been in bands before um, and it, it, I've tried to start bands apart from working with these guys just be just to do something different. And they just don't work uh, because of that, that reason, like you can have the best musicians, but if you're not, you know, on the same page um, 
just with what you're doing with music, it's just not going to work, you know, but that's my experience anyways. So you said that he goes to a different church and you and your brother go to the same church. Are they all the same denomination or do you guys just have, because we have differences in denomination. I don't even know what this guy goes to, but <laughs> I go to an assemblies of God. Assemblies church. of God, that's what it is. I always forget it. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, and I, I'm the worship director at a Lutheran church, LCMS specifically. And then our our drummer and our bass player are both Pentecostal. Something. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so guys, we're, guys. we're all over the place. Yeah, so. you've got a hot pot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we, we honestly, it's very odd. Granted, he and I are the two that really write the lyrics for the songs. It's, yeah. and we, I think we've disagreed on something once and it was by accident, if anything. It's so weird. I don't even know how we've managed to do that. <laughs> and, and his reasoning is always, well, because we read the Bible and we believe what that says, which is true. Right. Rather right. than holding to traditions in order to, you know, cause fist fights or whatever else, we're just right. kind of like, well, <laughs> we believe the Bible, so... When we get together and we talk about it, it's usually yeah. The Bible says this, and like yeah, you're right. Yep. The Bible does say that, and that that's right. it. So exactly, yeah. So um, um, he actually he came to our church uh, when he was in college because our our church is in a, a college town, um, and so that's how we met him. Um, he was with us for you know the four years he was at college. And then uh, went back. So he's actually going to his parents' church and, and, and then, you know, kind of growing in his faith and reading the Bible, just like you guys said, uh, wanted to find a church that was more um, with what, what he believed the Bible taught. So uh, all three of us are in the, you know, the Reformed Baptist, Reformed Baptist tradition. Um, sure. So um, that that's where we're at. We're part of the Acts 29 Church Planning Network. Um, I think they're also SBC, we're SBC. So, yeah. Are you guys 1689 or what's what's your... Yeah, so um, 1689 to the point of um, uh, congregationalism. I like, con- okay. like congregationalism is still a little weird for me. So um, we're elder-ruled, elder-led. Um, and then, you know, congregation also has, um, uh, like we, we look to them for, you know, kind of gauge the, gauge the temperature of things, but it's really elder ruled, elder led. Cause just like you guys said, that's where we believe the scriptures are. So, but sure. from, for the most part, 1689 Heidelberg catechism, you know, all that awesome. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for people who aren't familiar with that. It's it's just the uh, confessional beliefs of uh, of the SBC and and it's not all SBC even, uh, right. It's very specific to the churches that uh, gather under those confessions and there are a couple of iter- iterations, um, and it it varies on very minor things usually, but it's it's enough that uh, there are those I don't want to say divisions. It's not that you know it's not right. that drastic, right, right. but it's enough that uh, there are things that are disagreed upon, but not primary like the, you know the uh, the divinity of Christ or anything, you know, massive. Right. Right. Uh, so, I mean, and even like myself, we have the, uh, Augsburg, uh, confessions, which compared to the 1689 looks, uh, looks a little thin, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've read through the 1689 cause 
personally, it's kind of odd. I hold to more of the Baptist side of beliefs despite being Lutheran. And I've been Lutheran all my life, which is probably the thing because I was non-denominational for a long time. I don't really think that you really even consider yourself Lutheran. You're no. the worship leader at a Lutheran church yeah. because you're on staff. But if Pretty it much. wasn't for you being on staff there, I don't think you'd be attending yeah. a Lutheran church. But I, I consider <laughs> membership important because uh, because of the congregation. And I, I believe now that... Uh, the body that I serve and those that I serve with are are absolutely some of the best servants that I've been able to work with. So, yeah. being a an actual part, legitimately, you know, as a member, I think benefits in the overall cohesiveness. But uh, yeah, as far as beliefs go, my pastors know that I'm I'm more on the the SPC side of things, especially 1689. But uh, I just like it because it has a lot more things answered. The the mm-hmm. Augsburg is a little. You know, it, it covers the, the necessary things, but uh, there's some more important stuff, and they have some really good questions that you wouldn't think to ask otherwise that answer mm-hmm. questions that you might have or that you might not even know you have. So, right. right. See, anyway. I'm, I'm just tired of getting slack from Presbyterians, you know, because they're always <laughs> saying that the Reformed Baptists just copied them. But if you look at the beginning of the 1689, it says the first draft was before the Westminster. So, mm. You know, you know you, for a moment, <laughs> when I when I saw your profile picture, I, if it's still the same, I think it's you in the suit, like outside of your church or something with, like that. With my daughter. Yeah. For a moment, yeah. I was like, man, is this guy PCA? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't so, sure. We uh, we actually make the joke that um, I'm the most reformed guy around. Um, and um, so that typically means you're, you're Presbyterian. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, and, and I, I flirted with, with being Presbyterian for a minute, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think we should baptize people upon profession of faith, not, not babies. So there we go. <laughs> well, that's going to get them canceled. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. I, it's one of those things, you know, you either, you either believe it or you don't. And that, I don't really care one way or another, Yeah, <laughs> you know? If you want to wait upon, you know, confessional belief for baptism, great. If you want to baptize your babies, great. Just, oh, yeah, he is a whatever. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, r- real quick, you said um, you're a worship leader at a Lutheran church? Yes. Uh, what does that look like? Like, are, are you a traditional Lutheran church, um, or is it kind of more modern? So, we we have traditional services well actually we have a traditional service every weekend it's okay. our opening service for sunday mornings okay. but i serve on the the 5 p.m saturday the 9 30 sunday morning and 10 45 sunday morning so we have three contemporary services every weekend okay and really okay. our saturday night is meant to be a blended but really we just have the contemporary band lead it so it's okay. it's full band it's electric guitar keys uh, drums everything it's it's a full team, and I, I come from a very modern uh, style of leading mm-hmm. worship. Granted, I don't, oh, and I've, I've reformed even in that. I, I tend to st- stay away from, like, Hillsong and Bethel and Elevation as much yeah. as literally possible um, until they, you know, because a blind squirrel can still find a nut every <laughs> once in a while. Right, uh, right, right. So, like, writing the creed for Hillsong, like, I mean, it's whatever. It's the creed. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I try to keep it as, uh, strictly doctrinal 
as possible. So everything is very scripturally accurate. I, I don't like songs that are like, what's this song about? Like, all right, well, then we don't need to sing it. So, and I, I have plenty of people suggest those songs. And I don't mean, you know, they don't necessarily think of it the same way that I do, which is fine because it's not their job. That's my job. Right. But uh, right. yeah, it's definitely one of those that's very interesting because despite being, or LCMS is very traditional for those who aren't familiar with the Lutheran Church specifically. But uh, yeah, for having a contemporary service, we're one of the top top five or ten in the nation for how contemporary our service is. That's so awesome. yeah, it's and it's it's can be a good thing because we incorporate lights every once in a while in our worship services, but then that's also for the people who are anti lights, it's very distracting and very right. you know, like this is not church, this is a rock show and all that fun stuff. So yeah. you know, all the things that come with contemporary because that's just what it is. Especially right. on the rare occasions he's had me play drums on his worship team. What well, you played for like Easter, so that was that's one of the big festival services. So for us, we go like all out. You know, every church, most churches do. No, I I, so. I'm right. more talking about the the rock show kind of thing because oh, I'm oh, very yeah. much more. I learned to play drums to rock and metal. So even on my worship yeah. team at my church, back when I played drums on the worship team there, I was people would be like, "Man, you play drums different than everyone else." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, you're yep. over there trying to do those triplet kicks into the snare kind of thing, and I'm I'm like, dude, <laughs> chill out for a moment. I remember <laughs> I was playing, and I don't even remember what song it was, but I can play triplets with one foot, and I did that until afterward. He's like, were you playing triplets with one foot? <laughs> well, you don't see two bass pedals here, do you? So yeah. <laughs> And that's on purpose because awesome. of people like you. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of different stuff. I don't know if you guys. Uh, I know the. I hate to say it this way, <laughs> the more doctrinally accurate I see SBC and PCA churches to be, they tend to not have contemporary services, <laughs> which is just I, it's a thing. You know, I mean, I I'm not trying to say that contemporary is the wrong way to go or even the right way to go. Mm-hmm. It's just. I see a lot of issues with doctrine in churches that focus so heavily on it. So it's right. it's nice to see. And honestly, that's one of the big things that really drew me to like, hey, we need to get context on here because we need a lot of bands and, you know, people who are representing in the scene that are, you know, just absolutely dead accurate on doctrine. Hmm. So Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if we're dead accurate on doctrine. We're we're trying our darndest to be, but uh um it, it's really funny you say uh like the closer you get to like um 1689 churches and stuff like that they're more like hymns and you know mm-hmm. very traditional services uh, so i'm actually a worship leader at um, our church as well um and uh i i grew up listening to punk rock and you know <laughs> metallica and everything like that so nice. um, i i have yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate um, I appreciate hymns um, for what they're trying to do, and I will I will sing I will sing them I will throw them in you know our set list and everything like that. But I I would much rather destroy a song, rewrite it, um, like keep the words and everything like that, mm. but but make it something completely our own um, within reason, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but we, we do a lot of, uh, 
more like upbeat kind of stuff, like mod, uh, Mars Hill bands, like Modern Post and Citizens and King's Kaleidoscope and Sovereign Grace and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we've kind of got like a, a, a slew of songs that we go through. And we don't do like a, a contemporary service or a traditional service. It's it's just the same thing twice. We've got a nine and eleven, and then we're planting a church, um, roughly thirty minutes away from our our main campus. And you know they've got their own kind of sound with their band and everything like that too. So, yeah, there are definitely churches out there, and I pull from a lot of uh, Shane and Shane, uh, mm-hmm. Sovereign Grace. I pull from City of Light. So yeah. there are a lot of good bands out there. There, it's not that they're not there. It's just that they're not dominating the scene as much right. as the ones who are just the popular churches. Right. So sometimes playing, you know, three three or three four is just boring. You know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta step it up a little bit. So. So I maybe you already know this band, but I at least have to recommend it if you don't. Have you ever heard of Atlas? I haven't. I feel like I should. Okay. If if you have a chance, look them up. I mean, this is for everybody listening as well. A-T-T-A-L-U-S. They they did a, a hymns album. And okay. they, I would consider them like early 2000s, maybe mid-2000s hardcore. Okay. And uh, they did a awesome. version of It As Well. And it's it's on my playlist to actually introduce for our church. Because, I mean, they, they get to a point where it's more screaming or anything. But, you know, like the hardcore screaming. So you can just replace it with actual singing notes in <laughs> right. a church, and you're good to go. But it's it's very cool. It has wonderful instrumentation. Honestly, that entire hymns album is fantastic. So for those who are listening, check it out. I'll have to check it out. I love hardcore, you know, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely check that out. I'm a hardcore, you know, softcore, easycore, whatever you want to call it, and he hates <laughs> me for it. So it's <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves a day to remember, and I make fun of him for it. Hey, I grew up on that stuff, you know. Go see them live once. You'll understand. It's okay. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so talking about the stuff uh, from context, you guys have Abide, which I think it was somewhat recently. I saw the announcement for it, and that's when I first thought, hey, I got to talk to these guys. So it's within the last month or so, correct, that Abide had dropped? Um, so abide actually came out in July with our full length. Um, yeah, we haven't had any, any new material out since July. Um, I dropped a guitar playthrough for our song. Yeah. I dropped a guitar playthrough for our song Maranatha. Um, but we, we were coming on this and you said, are there any songs you want to do? And I was just thinking like, what songs are not, getting a lot of plays on Spotify and Abide, Abide is one yeah. of my favorites. So this is the smart um, move for anybody listening. This is a smart <laughs> move. This is what you do. You're like, you pick the song there. You're like, man, I, w- I wish this had more plays. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it's weird because of the algorithm with going down through the bottom of the, you know, the album, like the last four or five songs on the album have significantly less. And I think those are our favorites. You know, we've got one song that's like eight minutes long. And then uh, Maranatha is one of my favorites because I've been sitting on it since 2015. Um, I was like, we just got to get this one out there. Um, And then Abide, I I love it because it's like a whole range of music. It's like emo and it's, uh, you know, it's like post-hardcore and then it's got this cool breakdown in it. 
Um, and, you know, so I, I really love Abide and the guys love Abide. So we're like, let's throw that one out. Someone, someone will listen to it somewhere. So I'm just the idiot. That's all it is. Yeah. I was looking at you going, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it happens. I, I was trying to remember what it was. It was the Maranatha video. Cause I, that's what I had saw, uh, seen right when I had considered messaging you guys. So that was the video that was dropping. So. That's just me mix, mixing up all timelines because when you're the primary person in most PR things related to the band, other than you sharing the band every five seconds, yeah, I'm I'm out I there. walk the fine line between promotion and spam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I like to think I'm not. I haven't crossed the line, but I think I've gotten pretty close on multiple occasions. <laughs> So he does that, and I'm out there messaging all the other bands trying to get their stuff promoted through here. So I'm trying to remember everybody's names, all the times, you know, release dates, what's coming up next. So I, my brain is just a pile of nothing right now. <laughs> but uh, to so, be fair, it was already that, and then <laughs> you just added more. <clears throat> oh man, feeling the love today. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> So for the song Abide, I was going to ask, you said you guys collaborate, and that's a lot of what we do as well, especially instrument, uh, instrumentally, because that's how we want to write our stuff for Blue Fire Horizon. But for lyrics, how does that go for you guys writing? Since obviously all of you are pretty well, uh, well read in, in church and in the you know biblical standards and everything that you'd use to write. So, um, yeah, so I think, uh, I think Jam, um, wrote all of Abide by himself. Um, he typically will write the lyrics. Um, we'll kind of look over it and be like, this doesn't fit rhythmically. Um, or like, uh, could you say it a different way? So it kind of, it's more, more coherent. Cause like he just, he just kind of throws words on a page. Um, Jam is a lot like the Psalmist and he's just like, here's what I'm feeling right now. Here's the scripture I've been in. Um, and then, you know, puts it on a Google doc and we all kind of just like, we look at it and we're like, yeah, this is good. Now let's shape it. <laughs> um, but honestly, I don't think abide really, um, we really did much to it just because it, it looks like, like when you just look at the lyrics, it looks like you're re reading a Psalm of lament. Um, you know, and I just, I knowing what he was going through at the time, um, you know, it was a, a, a really rough time for him. Um, and just, knowing all the, all the scripture that he was looking at. Um, I, I love Abide because the music's heavy and the, the lyrics are heavier. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I think as far as other songs that I think Kyle has written one of our songs and then I, I wrote the lyrics to Kingdoms. Uh, but I think Jam has done everything else. So... That sounds about the same for us. <laughs> Pretty much all him and then me on the random songs that he's like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Just <laughs> I, I've been the main lyricist from the beginning, which, to be fair, Hunter wasn't even with us in the beginning. So you know. I'm barely here now. I was, I'm, the, I'm the only one of the original four left. So, you know, to be fair, of course, I'm the main lyricist being the only yeah. one left. But, uh, yeah. 
for the most part, it's I write the lyrics and then I send the it into our our chat, and it's like, hey guys, what do you think? And you know, basically, it's what sounds good, crickets, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and even when we say we like it, then he's like, yeah, I, I don't really feel this one part, and then he'll go back and change it anyway. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, yep, totally your choice. Yep. <laughs> and then there's the one hunter wrote that's going to be the black sheep of the album that we're working on that everyone's yeah. going to hate and be like, God, who wrote this one? It's so bad. I mean, we, we have drastically different writing styles. I don't know if you guys feel the same on that as far as between the three of you. But yeah, you can definitely tell the difference between the songs that I write lyrically and the songs that he writes lyrically. Yeah. Mine are better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. He's not wrong, but it's just... I don't things. know. I'm in a mood tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys are, uh, you guys are a riot. This is a lot of fun. We we try to be, or at least I'm I'm usually the punching bag anyway, so this is normal for us even. So Well, see, I, I always figure we got to keep some entertainment in here because that we I'm sure we have listeners that sit there and they like hearing the theological discussions and all those kinds of things, but you got to throw some humor in there. And the easiest way to, for me to create humor, humor is just to beat up on Hunter because he's an easy target. <laughs> I, I think that's the due diligence of every <laughs> podcast host is to have a good co-host that can take it. So <laughs> I'm used to it. I I can't I can't get away from it. I, I've seriously tried. There have been, I mean, not even in the band, there have been times where I've said things like even at at church, you know, with my own worship teams where I'll be sitting there and I'll say something about friends and uh, my acoustic guitar player, who's a, a teacher in the general area. And uh, he has kids about my age and he's just like, you have friends just r- literally off the cuff. I'm like, man, I can't even come to church and be safe from this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not oh, just here man. that Hunter's the punching bag. No, he's, it's everywhere. He's the band punching bag. He's, he's just everyone's punching bag. It's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, it it works really well because I'm pretty sure Satan like stands back and he's just like, you know, I think he's had enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything today. <laughs> this so, guy's getting it rough. We're yeah. just gonna leave him alone today. <laughs> yeah, like I I was trying to hurt Job in the Old Testament when that happened, but like this guy, man, <laughs> I I'm just gonna leave him. So. No, it's fine. I I love to to joke around anyway, and it it works better to just have me be the the you know end of every joke i don't know and the beginning of every joke (laughs) Uh, so with the song abide what what are your uh favorite lyrics from it do you you know do you have a specific section or even just a line that uh really stands out to you for that song yeah um so there's this part where um so jam has this like weird range of vocals he like it does this like spoken word kind of thing, this yelly hardcore kind of thing. And then it gets super low, like death metal-y and, mm-hmm. and super high. It's like, where is this coming from? Um, and he just threw it all in there. And then he also threw in some like some cleans and we don't do a lot of cleans. Um, so there's this part um, towards the end of the song. And uh I got the lyrics here because I, I don't remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let me see. 
but when he goes into the cleans, I can't find the lyrics right now. <laughs> um, when, when he goes into the cleans, Oh, here it is. Um, he says, Oh, great vine dresser. Do not cast me off shepherd of my soul. Mend my heart, make me whole. Uh, and then he says, I've been seeing the world in black and gray, giving me eyes to see the complexities of grace. And just that idea, like grace is complex. Um, mm. And then the, like, with all the music hitting and stuff like that, it's just, it's heavy, you know? Um, Cause this is, this is like a Psalm of lament um, and where he's wrestling with his sin and um, just wondering like, how can a good and just God save me? Um, and then just wrestling with that idea, like it's because of Jesus and what he's done. It's not about what I do. Um, so just like that, that tension of the already and the not yet, uh, the being sanctified, but already justified, like living in that tension. Um, I think that's why I really like this song. I think that's why the guys like it so much too, is like, it's real, you know? Um, Cause we're, we don't, you know, we don't constantly praise God. Uh, like that, that's just not our natural disposition. We, we sin and we, um, you know, we struggle with sin every single day and we're being sanctified. Um, and this, this song just talks through that and then talks through the, um, you know, just knowing about our gracious God uh, who, you know, came to save us. Um, so I think that's really why I like that part so much is because of how real it was and knowing what he was going through at that time to, to hear him, you know, write that down. And then just the emotion he put forward in the, the album um, for that. Yeah. I, I like it. Honestly, it's it's something that's hard to to grasp and it's it's hard to even get to that point cuz not everybody believes in uh oh what's the word? I'm losing all my theolo- theology terms here. Uh but uh the sin that we are imparted from Adam, the first Adam. Uh yeah. So everybody being inherently sinful, which is really hard to grasp. And I know that it's it's a wrestling thing. And, you know, as a lot of things are in Scripture, you know, there's a lot of tensions just between mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, some people call them discrepancies. Some people call them, you know, the fallacies. And obviously neither of those things are true because the Bible is not either of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the way that God works as a divine God who is truly holy in relation to sinners and people who are imperfect there has to be yeah. a tension in the way that he interacts with us. And so the grace, obviously once we recognize that we are sinners undeserving of this grace, yet, rece- you know, receivers of it, you know, we're receiving this grace from him uh, just because of the, the gift afforded us by Christ. It's hard mm-hmm. to really wrap your mind around that because we, we go our whole lives thinking that, uh, you know, that we have to either work for it or that we have to do something else. Uh, well, if you had anything to do with it, then that means Christ's work was not fully finished on the cross, as he had said. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a really hard thing, but once you just grasp the fact that Jesus has completed it all and the faith that you get, according to Ephesians 2, the faith that you get is a gift, nothing that we can do to receive it. Right. That kind of leaves it entirely up to God, and now we're, we're stuck at a point of like, well, all right, now I'm waiting on God, but how are you waiting, you know? 
Like, right. are, are you waiting in anticipation? Or are you waiting in frustration? Because that's, that's where that complexity of grace comes in because now you're, you're in different, uh, aspects of it. Cause it's, yes, you're going to receive grace, but it's hard when you're frustrated, when the, the trial seems too long, when thing, the season just doesn't seem to end kind of thing. Right. But, uh, when you're waiting in anticipation of what God's going to do, it works, you know, not better, you know, the grace works just as it's meant to be. But, uh, in anticipation, I feel like it feels different on our side in an earthly way because right. we've, we've conditioned ourselves to wait on God. Yeah, that's good. That's kind of why we, um, so that's why we named the album kingdoms is because, uh, Paul talks about Colossians that we've been brought from the, the domain of darkness and into the kingdom of his beloved son. And uh, you're just wrestling with that, that tension of we're a citizen of heaven. We're a citizen of the kingdom of God. And then we still, we like kind of have a foot in the door of the kingdom of this world, you know, and we're, we're not yet completely out of it. Um, we're, we're still here. We're still wrestling against principalities and the, the powers of the air and everything like that. We're still wrestling with, um, you know, the, the, the powers of this world. And uh, so the, there's, there's a war of two kingdoms going on. Um, and like we're kind of caught in the middle of it. But God, God's already won the victory. Jesus won the victory on the cross. And we're just waiting for our king to come back triumphantly. And, you know, and, and deal the death blow to the enemy. So that's, uh, that's the idea behind kingdoms, like the album name. And then just like every song kind of follows that theme too. So yeah, that's really good, man. I get made fun of a lot for not having enough ink. I'm talking tattoos. Uh, but one tattoo that I really want to get, and I want to just get it on my left forearm, uh, is the Latin terms uh, "simul justice et peccator," which just means simultaneously simultaneously justified and sinner. Yeah. So, and that's that's the tension that we live in. Yeah. I will always be a sinner until I have been fully, uh, uh, well, fully made new in Christ in my death. So, mm -hmm. because in our death we are then resurrected in Christ. So, with that. I won't have to worry about it anymore. But until that day comes or Zachariah decides to kill me or whatever, <laughs> until that happens, I'm still a sinner, unfortunately. And I, I don't get the, you know, I don't get the ability to just wave off that title because it daily I, I sin against God. You know, I do things, whether it's uh, by sins of omission or commission. And it's just one of those mm. things where, you have to wrestle with it. And if you don't, I feel like that gives you a false identity of who you are. And I had this discussion with one of the guys in our, our discord. Um, and it was a good discussion and it wasn't, you know, any hard feelings or anything like that. But I, I truly believe that you cannot wave off the title of sinner this side of eternity, mm. you know, as much as we are saints in the eyes of Christ, but that's because he lives without, uh, being bound by time. Whereas we are in, we are bound by time eternally. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think the, just the most important thing though, uh, you got to watch out for is uh, we have to see ourselves the way that God does. Mm -hmm. Right. So when he says we're saints, we we've got to take that into consideration. 
and we've we've got a that like that's a hopeful thing that that gives us uh strength and hope to endure in this time you know what i'm saying yep. if we're always if we're always casting that title of sinner on us um that's pessimism like we mm-hmm. we like we just sit we sit in that oh, i'm a sinner it's not going to get much better today <laughs> it's like god loves me i'm a child of god he says i'm an heir of his kingdom you know, yeah. he, he says I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Um, and like, that, that's where you get to sit as a, a son or daughter of God is uh, I, I'm his, I'm his beloved, you know, I'm, I'm a saint in his eyes. And that, that's what gives you hope to get, get out of bed. That's what gives you hope uh, to, you know, go to the grocery store for the 10th time that week because <laughs> you keep forgetting. That's what gives you hope when your coworker is, you know, uh, using profanities and uh, hates you for, you know, the fact that you're a Christian. Um, it's because of how God sees us. So we, we get to have that hopeful disposition, you know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. that's the amazing thing about being a son or a daughter, even now, um, is God loves us and he, he will not forsake us. Um, and he, he, sees, he sees us as beloved. I mean, he doesn't see us as sinner anymore, you know? It's definitely important to recognize our justification before Christ because that's ultimately where we end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the recognizing of sin in our lives that still taints all the things that we do uh, allows us to hopefully, not in all cases, hopefully uh, be a little bit more gracious towards those around us who are also mm-hmm. sinners. Right. Uh, so yeah. that way we can we can see that. And instead of being the, you know, God, thank you for making me not like that guy. <laughs> right. You know, one of uh, right. the parable, uh, instead of praying something stupid like that, we can actually pray, you know, like, hey, God, I'm having a really rough time with this, and I see that that person is too, and because I know what that's like and I've been at those points, you know, even in a different situation, God, please be with them as well kind of thing. Right, So. right. Yeah, being a saint doesn't give us the right to act like Pharisees. Mm. You know, it it gives us the um, the new eyes to to have humility. Um, we we have no right to the claim of righteous besides for Jesus' blood. You know, um, our only boast is Jesus. Um, so when anyone acting like a Pharisee is in the wrong, no one has that right except for Jesus and. He's humble and he's gracious and he's kind. He wouldn't do that, you know. Um, that's good, man. That's really good. It's not often we get to just straight up present the gospel on this show, and I know there are a lot of, actually, I would say ninety nine percent of our listeners are most likely Christian. You know, people who are active attenders of their church, or, uh, or at least people who profess uh, Christianity. So in the off chance that this is the one episode that uh, that people are listening that aren't Christians, I just want to say there is nothing that you've done that is too bad that, that Christ cannot have covered in his death and resurrection. And looking forward, it's not too late to make that different. Mm-hmm. Your life can be turned around. You could be 14, 5, you could be 78, you could be 100. It doesn't matter. Now, Now is the day. If you're hearing this now... Now is the time to to make that change. Christ is here, and he wants to change who you are. 
to be more like who he is. And it, it doesn't take a whole lot because he will do a lot of the work. In fact, he did all the work. All you have to do is to follow him. So I hope that for anybody listening that that, that is enough to, to get you interested. And as always, Zachariah and I are always here. If you guys need to message us, find us on social media. Our names aren't hard to find. Just look up our band. We're listed in the About section somewhere. Um, there aren't a whole lot of us with our names out, so just go find us. Um, and we would love to talk or message the band page or you know, literally find anything. Or your local church, find somebody to connect with. That's the first step. If you are not connected to a church and you want to be closer in your in your faith and you want to start studying more, connect to a local church. So but we'll we'll we will gladly help anybody who needs it. So and I'm sure anybody that we've brought on would equally do so for, for those around them. Because obviously with uh being in seminary and other stuff like that, this is something that you are being trained for. So that's right. It's kind of right. your thing. Yep. Exactly. I will say though, if you do reach out to me on social media and like message me <laughs> on Facebook or something, I would be glad to answer. Except, do not just message me. Hi, you would not believe how many people just out of the blue. Hi, I don't know you. I don't have any mutual yeah. friends with you. I'm not just, responding to. Yeah, hi. send <laughs> send the textbook right away. Just send the whole yes. thing. <laughs> It's it's easier that way, and then we can read it on our own time. And if we don't respond right away, it's because we're thinking, and we have to think a lot. So that's just what it is. Yep. But um, no, that's that's good stuff, and I I'm thankful for bands like you guys who who put out albums like that uh, that address things that are directly from scripture. Because I think that that's missed a lot, and even our band, we don't. I can't say that we pulled directly from any you know passage specifically a lot of our ep was based off of revelation 4 if i remember correctly but other than that there isn't to suffer has a lot of references that's true so i mean like we do have some stuff but like some of our more uh recent releases are more based around the the human condition kind of thing mm-hmm. um which you know that is what it is and that's part of the christian scene because there are a lot of people who who struggle with uh, depression and other things that need to be addressed, and the church misses a lot of that just because of how dark it is. Mm. Um, but uh, no, it's nice to see bands pulling directly from scripture uh, to write their songs and having that be the inspiration. Because I I think a lot of time it's such a hard discussion of like who is and who isn't Christian, and rather than making it an issue, there are a lot of bands now that. Isn't it? You know, it's not questionable. You know, if you were to read the lyrics, that's a Christian band. You know, mm-hmm. done. Just <laughs> done. You know, we don't have to. Well, but this one part, and I know. Okay, did you read the lyrics? Like, okay, are we good? <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, it is just a big push for us because um, there are there are so many bands out there that are you know uh, so wishy washy, and they they throw that title. Um, and even just thinking of some of my favorite bands growing up, um, who were Christian bands and now they're like, ah, we're not, we're not even Christians anymore. You know? So it's like, yeah, Peter says in John, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life and he's got the words of eternal life. Let's throw them out there. You know, how else are people going to be saved if they do not hear? 
So mm. that, that's why we do what we do, man. You know, so really appreciate it. Absolutely. Did you have anything that you wanted to, to close with just about, you know, stuff that you've got going on, anything to, to mention for those who, who are listening? Um, uh, I think, I think they said I could, I could say we were writing new music and it sounds very different from kingdoms. So I think that's all I'm allowed to say. (laughs) That's that's Uh, all right. We want you to uh, come back on next time and not have it be just them and be like, yeah, well, we, uh, we, we talked with Cody and uh, (laughs) he's not allowed to do podcast interviews anymore. He's he's not allowed to do PR anymore. (laughs) I actually, I, uh, I told them, uh, right before I got on, I was like, guys, pray for me. So one, I don't be a heretic. And two, yeah. <laughs> uh, two, that I don't say anything I'm not supposed to say. So um, I, I'll, I'll find out if I was allowed to tell you about <laughs> audio feed or not. And then and then you guys can bleep that out and post or something. Okay. Yeah, you just let me know. We'll, we'll adjust. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was great having you on. And uh, we'll have everything... I always throw it all in the show notes. It's, you know, all the links to the YouTube, the Spotify, Apple Music. I don't know why anybody would use Apple Music, but whatever. Um, and then all that. So all the links will be in there for you guys. But what's uh, what's the best place that they can reach you as far as social media or otherwise? Um, so we're on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think it's just Context Band. Um, and then... Kyle and I are on both Instagram and Facebook, uh, Kyle Powers and Cody Watkins, Cody, K-O-D-E-Y, if anyone wants to hit us up for any reason. so Awesome. Yep. Well, we got uh, Abide coming up next. God bless, Cody. Thanks, guys. You can help support us by heading over to anchor.fm forward slash T-W-I-E pod and clicking on the donate button where you can select one of a few monthly donation rates of $1, $5, or $10. All money helps keep this podcast up and running, as well as supports lesser-known Christian artists. Thank you for listening, and God bless. How can I be saved when I have a long list of sins, when my works don't work, and I wear my sins like tattoos on my skin? I guess this is what you call grace. And how can I forgiven when I struggle to forgive others of the same things that I have been forgiven of. And bitterness is where I live, but I've been bought for something else. And how am I not condemned when I committed the crime over and over again? And it's clear that I am guilty, and yet someone died in my place. How do you love me when daily I reject you, and my love goes cold for you, and I lose sight of who I am in you, and who I It's not who I want to be. Thanks be to God. Salvation is all on you.
Yeah, I just raised all the good news. Big, big.